Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Ranger Pod. And yeah, we're the podcast that's just having a really crappy day with the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. Because yeah. <laughs> we're looking at the episode Calamity Kimberly. I'm PDT and joining me is the world's unluckiest man, if you look at his face. It's Grax. I mean, he's not wrong there. I mean, just look at my face, just look at my my figure just just look at my hair yeah. it's, it's just like a terrible terrible bad luck of a day what hair yeah i know it's just how unlucky of me so we're talking about the episode calamity kimberly which first aired on november 5th 1993 so we're excited to be covering calamity kimberly um grax mm-hmm. tell us what happened in it buddy okay so we start in kimberly's bedroom and we see her stir and awaken from her slumber yeah Okay, no, just forward on, forward on, forward However, on. She's, she's having a really rough start to the day. She's knocked over her lamp. She has a case of bad hair day. There's a light case of earthquake causing her mirror to shatter. It's like, oh, no, seven years, bad luck. Meanwhile, on the moon, Rita is watching Kimberly through her telescope. Well, Squat's watching her through the window, isn't he? Oh, yes, he is. Everybody's watching Kimberly sleep. Well, you know, you've got a choice. Yes. Even though she appears to be sleeping in Trini's bedroom. But anyway, that's not important because Rita decides to make Kimberly's bad day worse by telling Finster to make a monster, which is like a samurai monster looking guy called Samurai Fan Man. Meanwhile, it's still a rainy day and at high school, Kimberly is having more bad luck because she's completely soaking wet. So Tommy says hello to Kimberly. Then the two bullies, Bulk and Skull, turn up to tease Kimberly. But Tommy stands up to Bulk to defend Kimberly's honour by pushing Bulk into the janitor's mop bucket. So then Tommy decides to walk Kimberly back home after school, walking through the woods. And suddenly the samurai fan man ambushes the duo, opens his huge water jug and emits a yellow gas. The gas knocks out Tommy and traps Kimberly inside the bottle. By the way, there are some other heroes they're in the gym and juice bar doing some training and then Zordon calls it's the big bad Beetleborgs <laughs> no it's not different show oh. uh, Zordon tells them what's going on the heroes they teleport even they them. might have improved this so then the heroes teleport to the command centre and then Tommy is teleported to a comfy couch to recover and everyone looks at the viewing globe sees Kimberly's in a bottle 90 seconds come on oh it's morphing time of 9 minutes and 4 seconds and so they do some fighting with Goldar and this fan man uh, the fan man gets a giant fan, blows the heroes away. Energy, Grax! Energy! Uh, come on! All right, right, okay. So the heroes have teleported to safety back into the uh, uh, command center. They look at the viewing globe again, and Goldar, Babu, Squat, and the Samurai Fan Man are having a nice drink at some restaurant called the Putty Bowl Restaurant. Uh, so, okay, so the heroes, they turn up, and they do some more fighting. Uh, Rita makes Samurai Fan Man grow, and the heroes get the dinosaurs. Simon, the heroes... Uh, the dinosaurs to fight the monster, but they're getting creamed. Tommy completely wakes up. They're getting what? They're getting creamed, as in beaten Whoa. up. Cre- beaten oh. up. Beaten up. Oh, okay. So and just at this point, Tommy wakes up. This, and goes, this oh, isn't Mighty Muffin Pounder Rangers, guys. <laughs> no, I wish this. No, no. Uh, Tommy wakes up, and then he goes. <laughs> I wish with, it was too. Uh, Dragon Sword comes on. They do Dragon Sword in fighting mode, which helps to knock off the jar, uh, the jug off of the samurai fan man which frees kimberly who then joins the fight they all do the whole zord dinosaur shuffle maru to form the ultra sword which blasts 15 seconds blasts the samurai fan man kills him and the episode ends with everyone watching tv but kimberly's bad luck causes the tv to explode the end still got five seconds anything you want to say boring dull slow and stop there we go (laughs) I mean, oh. this is amazing. I haven't felt this bored for quite some time. 
Hey, Grax. What? I bet I bet the same can't be said for your girlfriend. That's not called for. That's not. That's just, just not nice. Just saying that you're quite a boring person to, around the house. You know, you just I'm, like. All I do is I spend all the time in my office recording Ranger Pod with you and editing Ranger Pod. Yeah. Mm. Action-packed, guys. This is where it's like yeah. to be me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, Kimberly's having a bad day. A it's very, very bad day. Overreacting to things all over the place. That seems to be the main problem yep. with today. Like, every little thing that's happened, she's like, oh, no! Oh, no! The worst oh. thing has ever happened to me, ever! I've got slightly rubbish hair! Ugh. My dress is on fire, or birds, or whatever. Yeah, what the hell was that about? I I think what was supposed to happen is she took it to the dry cleaners, and then all of a sudden she notices that it was burnt in, in the, in the <laughs> bag. It's like... Did you not see that while you picked it up from the dry cleaners? Uh, yeah, that was bizarre. Then we cut to Rita on the moon where Finster is clearly making bones. Oh, yes! The monster from episode two of the Power Rangers, Bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I noticed that too. I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're getting bones back. It's part no. two, this is exciting. Oh, no, wait. It's a different monster. We're getting Samurai Fan Man. Because who cares about naming the monsters anymore? Just just say what you see. Just say what you see. It makes things easier. And has no one in Angel Grove High ever seen someone get caught in the rain before? I get. What do you mean by that? Particularly Balkan Skull. They tri- They act as if they've like never seen like someone get wet. Because they're like, oh my god, what happened to you? You you you're all really wet. Ugh. It's like yeah, yeah. That's because she was out in the rain. That happens. Yes, but Bulk and Skull are supposed to do that because remember, they are bullies. They're supposed to tease and, and mock. And even Skull had a good stab by saying, oh, I can see why you cancelled on our date now because of this hair problem, etc. They're, they're, they're mocking. They're doing their jobs. Yeah, I guess. And then Tommy says they should get their own TV show. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. What they should have done was just look at the camera and go, eh? Well, they almost did get their own TV show. R- really? Yeah, it's, they left Power Rangers for a while. I think in the fifth season, maybe, they left because they were in it for a, for a long time. Yeah, they left Power Rangers for a while to work on this potential spin-off where they'd be running a hotel. Bulk, characters Bulk and Skull having their own spin-off TV show? Yeah, it very almost happened. That, wouldn't, I... that wouldn't work. I mean, I like them. <laughs> I like these characters. Well, no, to be fair, they're... They're certainly more rounded characters by the time you get to that point. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're still basically Bulk and Skull, but they're kind of goodies. Yeah, but the thing they're... is, they need other people to work with. They could, they don't, they're not strong enough to do it by oh, themselves. Oh, well, they were going to have supporting characters. Like who? Babu and Squat? Yep, yep. Oh. <laughs> no, um, no, it's just going to be like the other people in the hotel. Hmm. Well, I think so, or maybe it's meant to be a detective agency. I'm not sure. Yeah, if it was the '90s, I imagine it would have been a detective agency because that kind of I thing was. I remember something in... about them running a hotel in France. That's all I. Uh, yeah, that's one of the most craziest ideas I've ever heard. It's it like Foxy crazy... Towers meets Balkan Skull. Oh, that sounds almost as crazy as like, as a giant chicken monster with with a pair of uh, <laughs> shears. <laughs> the what, Bulk? I think I mentioned it once, but I got away with it. <laughs> okay, you convinced me. I want to watch it now. Yep. 
Okay, yeah. And then there's this really sort of... I don't know if this is meant to be a flirty moment, but it seemed like a flirty moment to me. Where Tommy's like, hey, I'll, I'll walk you home. And Kimberly's like, really? Anything could happen. And he's like, I'll take my chances. You know that was such a huge flirt. I mean, I think we were meant to buy that Kimberly was talking about, like, she might have bad luck again. But no. they were clearly talking about boning. They were clearly talking about boning. And I was like, yeah, Tommy, well done. That's a good line. <laughs> you did good, boy. Oh, dear. Well, it was Kimberly who had the line, really. She set him up. He knocked it down. Yeah. So, yeah, they have this sort of short battle with the fan monster and Tommy's just kind of brushed away into some leaves and <laughs> that's him out of action for most of the episode. Yeah, poor Tommy cannot get a break. Poor Tommy with the world's most minor injury. <laughs> what was his injury? Because all I could see was this really yellow know. gas. This yellow gas just going around and just like inconveniencing them before they just before Tommy faints. But then Kimberly's the worst for wear because she had to get kidnapped by this gas. Somehow. Yeah, but it, it, it's somehow an excuse for Tommy to go and have a lie down in the command centre for most of the episode. On a nice comfy sofa. It's like, oh. Yeah, that that was weird and annoyed me. I felt like this entire episode was like a disservice to Kimberly as a whole. Because she gets captured and she's out for most of the episode. And she kind of acts like a damsel in distress. Yes. And the reason why I'm saying it is a bit of an annoyance. Because this happened before you, you mentioned it where... um. Uh, the episode where she goes flying around, that entire episode was a rewrite because they felt like she was a bit too weak, flimsy, damsel in distress. Mm. And I thought, why didn't they do that with this episode? This this episode could have been ripe for a woman-empowering rewrite. Yeah, I guess it could have been, and it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I guess at some point they've just got to go, that's what the Sentai footage does, guys. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers, it's basically the same story in the Sentai. Really? It's the exact same storyline? Well, in terms of the Pink Ranger. Considering you started talking about the Zoo Rangers, why don't you actually tell us what happens in the episode? Because it's got to be much more interesting than what happened in this boring episode. (laughs) Yeah, all right then, let's do that. Okay, so Zoo Ranger, and we start, because it's Zoo Ranger. With children! children. Yay! (laughs) And they find the dinosaur eggs. What? If you remember, the dinosaur eggs, they turned up at one point, they got lost again. They turned up during the Groom Ranger saga, got lost again. Now they're back. Are these random children that just keep finding... Just two random children who have found the eggs. Ah. They're not the same children from before. They're just Ah. different children. Yeah, that's what I (laughs) I was wondering, actually, because these eggs keep getting turned up by all sorts of different children. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Maybe we could find the dinosaur eggs at some point. Maybe. Maybe that would be nice. Yeah, grow up. We can have a nice egg dinner. Mm, like an omelette. So anyway, this little kid with an afro steals them. And then the kids are shocked and the zoo rangers show up. And they're like, hey, what happened? And yeah, obviously they're like, yeah, the dinosaur, we found the dinosaur eggs. And they're like, oh. Um, so anyway, Bandora is up on the moon reading a book. And she's mm-hmm. reading a book about this, like, it, it's some kind of Japanese fable, I think. And it's basically got the samurai fan man in. Right. Or Dora Kinkuda or something he's called in the... Japanese footage, mm-hmm. which is a much better name. It's a bit of a mouthful, though. It is a little bit, yeah. Um, so anyway, Squat's like, hey, hey, the, down on the earth, some kids have found the dinosaur eggs. And like, what? So the Afro kid plans to raise the dinosaurs himself. And they confront him, and the villains confront him. And it's another of these U-Ranger episodes where the house gets completely trashed by a putty fight happening in the house. Oh, nice. I wish we ever had those in Power Rangers. I really do. Mm. Um, so anyway, May leads the children to safety. 
but they all get sucked into the bottle by Samurai Fan Man. And apparently it's something like it's only if you respond when he calls. So I guess he says, hey, I'm going to suck you in. They're like, what? And that's enough for him to get them in. Because Gushy tells the others, please don't, you know, don't do this. Don't respond to him. I don't know. That that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, if I you know. acknowledge his presence, you get absorbed? Something? No, if you don't get absorbed, if you if you ignore his presence. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, so he uses the fan. It sends them flying off to the cliff edge. And they're dangling and they fall off the cliff. And they're teleported away to this like weird dimension where they see the Zords. And, oh my god, it's just clearly all the toys. Like, there's not even an attempt to make them look good. They're just oh, the toys. Wow. Hold on a second. Is this dimension like grey and cloudy and gloomy? Because I think you see that in the viewing globe on the Power Ranger. Figures. No, no, it's quite colourful actually. They're kind of sat on some kind of colourful like circle, which is yeah. Yeah. And this is the point where you see all the toys lined up. Literally all the toys. You've got like the mega. You've got the Ultra Sword, the Mega Sword, the Dragon Sword. Then like all the individual swords. Yeah. Do you suppose that their toy sales were pretty low at that point? I so don't know. I think it's just a reminder of all the toys because they're like, ah, oh, now it's time to tell you the secret. We are seven, but we are also one. They literally just rattle off like the five of us can combine into Daiju Jin, and then we can combine into the Mega Dragon Sword, and then we can combine into the Ultra Sword. I don't. But wait, don't like, they know this at this point already? I don't understand. They, of course they know this. I don't understand. But then the main bit they tell them is they remind them that their job is to protect eternal life, by which they kind of mean the circle of life, like people being born, getting to old age, dying. Sure. Um, and they say the same is true of dinosaurs as well. And in 60 days, the dinosaur eggs will hatch. Okay, so that now the eggs are actually going to be useful for something. Yep, so we're kind of episode 37, I think. So we're sort of getting into the last 12 episodes or so. So it's they're sort of building up to some kind of endgame. Ah, okay. I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, the monster's celebrating at a putty restaurant. I don't think we actually... Do we actually see putties in waiter costumes? We in... do in the Power Rangers footage. In the okay. viewing globe, you just catch a glimpse of the waiter's walking back and forth waiting okay on yeah. so we see we see them surrounded by those yeah they open up the bottle and sort of start taunting may and the children mm-hmm. and may actually gets out her bow and arrow and shoots squat in the eye which is quite nice i would have quite liked for them to do something with that with kimberly yeah but that wouldn't fit in with the damsel in distress image they were going for i guess yeah but if even may who is the wettest character in Zoo ranger can be seen to fire an arrow out of the bottle and hit Squat in the eye. I know, I know. We would have written this better, but that's how it is, yeah, unfortunately. It just, yeah, it just seems like they did an even worse thing. Although the, the fan man does then drop a flaming torch into the bottle. And it's like, aha, you're all going to burn. So that's kind of for the next five minutes or so. You keep cutting shots of them like being surrounded by flames. May and the children. Mm, yes. And yeah, Geki is like, hang on, I can hear something. The heartbeat of unborn dinosaurs. Oh, because obviously the dinosaur eggs are in the bottle as well, so yes. he can he, he tracks them down by hearing the heartbeat of the dinosaurs inside the eggs. What what the fudge? What what the fudge indeed? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, unlike I think in the American one, they make them grow, don't they, and then get the Zords. You mean the monsters and the bad guys? Yeah. Yes, the bad guys. Uh, Not in the Zoo Ranger. Huh? In the Zoo Ranger, they summon the Guardian Beasts very quickly. And then, in response, Bandora goes, make them grow. Oh, interesting. 
I guess they had to swap it around because it would have broken Zordon's rules of escalation, which I feel like they break on a regular basis anyway, but there you go. Yeah. So anyway, then you start to have the fight, and May's burning, and then Barai just pops up out of nowhere. May gets released. She's down on the ground fighting some putties for a while. Mm-hmm. Unlike in the American one, this is something that really annoyed me about the American episode. So much like stock Zord footage. Like yeah. you had the Dragon Zord set spending like two minutes to get there. You had like the Megazord formation took forever. Yeah. Almost none of that gets shown in the Zoo Ranger. They just cut straight into it? They just pretty much cut straight into it. They'll maybe show like the final shot of the Megazord transformation, but sure. there it is. Wow. So yeah, that really bugged me. Yes, yeah, so the whole reason that they call on the Ultra Zord is because Fan Man is going to smash the kids in the dinosaur eggs. And they defeat it with the Ultra Sword. And rather than try and dis- destroy the eggs himself, Grafalza just runs away. Because, yeah, that's mm-hmm. Goldar for you. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, King Brachian and the Zords are like, ah, now the dinosaur eggs are here. King Brachian's going to look after them. And they, the eggs get kind of zapped into Titanus's neck. What? what? So they don't actually hatch? At that point. No, because they're going to hatch in 60 days. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Six... And King Brachian's now looking after the eggs. Yeah, so the eggs are now safe inside King Brachian for now. And then Barai decides to put a massive downer on it by going, ah, that's great. That, that's good. I'll I'll be dead, but they'll live on. And that's in, that's, that's the circle of life. <laughs> and then the, the narrator reminds us that Barai only has five hours to live. <laughs> Wait, it's put a downer on everything, Zoo yep. Ranger. <laughs> so, yeah, the end. Huh. No, again, I'm not feeling it compared to the Power Rangers footage. It's about... As... Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like, the Zord sequence aside, it was... Eh, maybe better. Now, here's the thing that comes to my mind. Do you think that summoning the Ultra Zord to take out Samurai Fan Man was a little bit overkill? No, not really. I don't know. I just feel like they could have just taken him out with... Well, no, because clearly they hadn't managed to defeat him with the other Zords. I suppose. I, yeah. like they didn't just go straight to Ultra Zord. Uh, this was one of the things I liked about the episode, is that oh. it had a really cool Zord fight. Yes, yeah, I suppose it did. Uh, especially with the fanning of the fan with spring and everything and making the Yes. Zords. Oh yeah, the Megazords tumbling. That was very cool. But yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that there was way too much summoning and transforming, it was a cool fight. And I think there was more of it in the Zoo Ranger, frustratingly. You know, you had the individual Zords fighting, then Dragon Zord in battle mode, then the Megazord. Mm -hmm. It built up to it nicely, I felt. Yeah, okay. You've convinced me that it wasn't overkill. It was was the right amount to kill. Talking of not convincing, I like when Zordon tells them that Kimberly is in trouble. Trini, her best friend, is like, oh no, poor Kimberly. Yeah, (laughs) Trini isn't the best friend ever. Yeah, well, none of them are good, are they, at reacting to stuff in a bad way? <laughs> no. We've seen it time and time again, especially with all no. the dinosaurs melting in the fire. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. They just don't know how to convey worry and sadness and... Oh, no. No way. Well, except maybe Amy Jo Johnson, because she's actually a relatively good actress. But she was in the bottle, so she couldn't do anything. Ah, oh, why couldn't it be Trini in the bottle? She's- Trini in right. a bottle. She got to wrap her the right way. Anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, if Tommy's so badly injured, why wasn't he in hospital? 
Well, he was in the hospital. He was in the he was in the command center, the most hospital of a hospital you could have a hospital. What with the medically trained Alpha Five? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wasn't a fan of that. I was like, mm, that's yeah. Yeah, not this is a bit crazy. Why you just conveniently put the sofa there for no real reason? You'd think yeah. you'd put like in a separate bed or offset. Well, that's because they don't have anywhere else except that room. That's the only room they have in the command center, which is a little well, bit well. That's very true. Yeah. Okay, the earthquake. I just want to bring that up because I was joking. We were joking, Power Rangers. We were joking when we say there seems to be an earthquake every week. <laughs> there actually is an earthquake every week now there was yeah. an earthquake last episode there's an earthquake this episode it's it's no it's not a real thing anymore even kimberly wasn't worried about the fact that there was an, an earthquake going on the only no. person <laughs> who was worried that there was an earthquake was the music and even that died down when they realized that it was fine yeah there's a few more things i don't didn't really understand like Zack going, oh, we can't break the jar, that'll destroy Kimberly. How do we know that? He seems very sure. It's like Zordon's told them something that we don't know. Yeah, well, Zordon did say that the jar is actually a pocket dimension, and yeah, uh, what was it he said? Something about if it disappears, then... Tr- yeah, he said it, it only exists for a certain amount of time, and yeah, it'll disappear and take her with it. Yeah, and then breaking and disappear. Uh, it's just rubbish. Yeah, well, obviously, we didn't have a fire for Kimberly to deal with. And the thing is, they dropped when uh, Samurai San, uh, Samurai Fanman was giant and they were fighting and the, 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 the bottle dropped. That could have shattered and that could have been worrying. They showed no concern then. No, and yeah, well, that's it. They, he, dro- he drops the bottle and that's how she comes out. So, yeah. And then, yeah, he says, you broke my bottle. Yeah. So, Zach, you're wrong. Didn't know what you're talking no. about. You, you could have saved everyone so much trouble if you guys just broke the bottle at the beginning yep i know i know we're jumping all over the place but on the subject of kim blaming a damsel in distress Mm -hmm. the whole thing where she's like please let me go a that's not in character for kimberly yes and b why did she think that was gonna work completely out of character she's a strong woman who's able to fight monsters all the time why is she acting like a, a, a a frail a frail deer in the headlights. It's like, I didn't like that whatsoever. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. And then, of course, we end on the hilarious joke that Kim blows up Billy's television. That's not funny. Those TVs were expensive in 1993. Yeah. I tell you what, that brings up another point, which is a point which I don't like about this episode. This episode had nothing really to do with Kimberly's bad luck. No. <laughs> nothing at all. All right, maybe no. the first five minutes where they address it, but it was kind of weak. And then they went through the entire episode where she was captured and all that kind of stuff. And they didn't bring it up again until the very end where, oh, actually, hang on a second. This is about Kimberly and her bad luck. <laughs> let's, let's jinx something. No, that's terrible writing. You just cut it out, rewrite the episode. Do it again, writers. I mean, she did have a crappy day. That's, yes, but it's not bad luck. It's not seven not years really. bad luck. No. It's not... It's just bad writing. I mean, if anything, I would have been more tempted to do the mirror thing in the last episode. Go on. What do you mean? Just well, because like... she breaks a mirror and then there's a mirror. I've not really thought it through, to be honest, Grax, but <laughs> then again, neither have they. <laughs> uh, okay, well, your episode would have easily gone in. <laughs> <laughs> also, one one last thing. I th- I think one last thing. Are you going to talk about the time that Samurai Fan Man punched Trini in the face? No, no. Well, what was that? 
Well, I just thought it was quite cute because Trini was approaching Samurai Fat Man. He just went, ah, punch. He's got you thought out. Trini being punched in the face was cute. Well, it was like a callback to the time uh, Tommy, uh, punched, Tommy Trini punched Trini in the face. face. It, it's all a callback. <laughs> right, okay. It's all a callback to okay, the punching. I'll take your word for it. But did you spot what we get in this episode that we've not had in the American series? Uh, Finster actually doing his job? Well... No, because he's doing his job from oh. 28 episodes ago. Well, tell me, what what have we got in here? We got the battle bikes. <gasps> yes! I remember seeing them creeping in the background when I was like, wait, what are those colourful things behind the rangers? Yep, yeah, well, I mean, as I've said before, the, the toys of the battle bikes were everywhere. But I think this is their only appearance in the Power Rangers footage. But they didn't actually get used. It was a mistake in editing. They did get used by the Zoo Rangers because yes. the Zoo Rangers only ever used them when they weren't morphed. Ah. They okay. used them to ride into battle, and obviously they were riding around town to look for May. Mm, okay, okay. So that's why they're in the background of all the shots of the fight because they've rode them there and then morphed. They, the, I think the Power Rangers get shark cycles in Series 3, but there's nothing else until then. Wow. That's his unfortunate case of um, they were in the shot at the time. But the thing is, could they actually make them work in Power Rangers? I mean, let, let's just play pretend for a second. Would it be possible for five teenagers with attitude to be riding around the city in Power yes. Ranger bikes? Yes. Are they old enough to be able to ride yes. around? Well, they're old enough to drive, so I guess so. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, American <laughs> law is different. It's like 14 you're allowed to drive a car, apparently, or something like that. It's not 14. Isn't it? Is it 16? I think so. It's, I mean, it's like I a know... provisional license thing. They can they can have a provisional license of some kind. Well, look, I know that some of our 42 listeners are American. So can you let us know like what the deal is there, please? Tweet us at RangerPod or... Send us a message on Facebook, RangerPod. Yeah, that'd be great if you could, just to clear that up. And also clear up whether they would be old enough to ride Power Ranger bikes. Thank you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I think we're ready to rate this one, are we? I am. I've got nothing else to add to this slow, dull episode. And I'm, I'm just going to that's just RangerPod. That's just RangerPod, yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just going to say, this is a dull, boring episode. It was so slow and the oh, and there was very little in this episode which I did like, and it was all Zoo Ranger footage which I did like, and the fighting was good, and that's the only reason why I'm not giving this one power coin. Yeah, but only just. So with that, I'm giving it two power coins out of six. A very lower rating, um, but not the worst. We're on a we're on a streak of agreeing here, because I'm going to have to give it two as well. Oh well, because there's I mean, as much as I'm annoyed that they padded out the Zord fight. It was a very cool Zord fight. It was a very interesting and dynamic Zord fight indeed. Yeah, you had all the individual Zord stuff, which people know that we love. You know, we always love it when the individual Zords get involved. Yeah. Um, You had the whole thing of the Megazord and Dragonzord tumbling over and over, Mm -hmm. getting blown away. Mm -hmm. That was all really cool. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to give it two two power coins because it was largely crap. But... The Zord fight was too good to be in a one-star episode. Yes, indeed. I think well, the writer, the writer should have just gone back and reviewed this episode and just rewritten it from scratch. They, they had to have done something better with this. Yeah, well, you know, I think this was another Terence H. Winkless classic. So. Is that so? Mm. It is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Join us again next time when we'll be looking at A Star Is Born, which I think is actually a Tommy Focus episode, am I right? Yeah, I think so, judging by the um, teaser trailer for this episode. Does this mean that he might actually get to morph this time, do you think? I can only hope that he has given the opportunity to morph. <laughs> yeah, let's not bank on it, eh? No, not at all. And according to the Ranger Wiki page, it's two completely different episodes from Zhu Ranger, so that could be interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, I could have a, a task ahead of me there. <laughs> so that's all something to look forward to. Yeah, I've been PDT. I've been Grex. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.